Welcome back to Fiction Faction, the news friends podcast about TV and movies and pop culture in general sometimes. In front of me, Bailey Nicholson. Hello. And also in front of me, Tana Camisa. Hey. Uh, James Smith, how are you doing, man? Yeah, sounds about right. That's great, James. <laughs> uh, James, wherever you may be, shine bright like a diamond. Uh, so guys, we're back. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we have seen recently. Some Guardians of the Galaxy, some Master of None, some Handmaid's Tale. Finally, we'll bring you our thoughts on, on some, of the, some of the latest and greatest. But why don't we start with Guardians. And guys, I don't know how excited you were coming into the, into the Guardians hype cycle. Trailers, pictures, uh, you know, reviews, hype, everything. But I had kind of skipped out on, on all of it. I feel like I did as well. Like, I'm trying to think back on, did I even watch a trailer and get hyped? Like, I I feel as though the first one was awesome. And they were like, we're doing a sequel. And I said, of course you are. Of course, I'll see it. Take my money. And mm-hmm. then just didn't pay attention. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think I normally get super excited or invested in, in these kind of Marvel movies. Um, yeah. But I think I think I had seen a trailer and was like, oh, cool baby Groot like we'll see this oh yeah no there there was there was the one where it's just like flashes yeah and you were like baby Groot right yeah or at least I was um (laughs) but yeah no I wasn't super like um on it like I think I I remembered uh it was like some one of my friends was like oh it's coming out next week and I'm just like already like I Mm -hmm. like it snuck up on me in that like I wasn't keeping an eye on it or anything yeah I was just I was just surprised at myself for not being as into it Oh, you expected to be more on the train? Yeah, obviously. I, opposite to, to you, I am very invested in no. these movies, and I and I, I get sucked in by by them. And Guardians One was an example of, man, is Marvel really gonna do that? Coming out, oh my God, Marvel totally did it. You mm-hmm. can do anything. Um, but actually, having come out of Guardians, I will just start by saying that I was let down. Just kind of, you know, it's it's it's. It's more of the same, but it also feels a little bloated. It also feels a little on the redundant side. And I was really against exploring the the, the idea of Peter as a god. And uh, I don't know. I, the charm is still there. James Gunn's writing is still there. But I don't know. A little bit of it just felt too superfluous to me. And yeah, I just said superfluous. Take it, internet. <laughs> but uh, Bailey, you felt a little bit better about it. I I did, but mostly because with these movies, I'm not I'm not showing up for the plot mm-hmm. or like what adventure they're going to go on. Like I don't really yeah. care because the characters are funny and you know what I mean. Like the the humor of it and the amazing soundtrack and the baby Groot. And so I can critique the plot for sure. Like I didn't find the whole him and his dad thing and the like that whole plot main plot was super underwhelming and not very interesting also i felt like they underutilized um chris pratt in the sense that for me the best thing about him is that he has he has good delivery like he's funny 
And they kind of just mostly made him like stand around and listen to his dad talk for a lot of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I and even though he's the focal the focus of this movie from that perspective of Yeah, they didn't give him as much to do no, like not comedy at all. wise with this one. I felt like it was more held by the other the other members. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I also enjoyed it quite a bit. Um yeah, and then if I I mean if I stopped to think, did I care for the plot? Not really. But like Bailey said, I don't usually care so much about the plot when it comes to movies like this. So I was so much more in it for like, even just the way the movie opens. I was like, I am here for like baby group dancing dancing around the chaos around him. And just wanting to like, opening scene. I loved it. That was very good. And him just being fixated on wanting to like get those (laughs) like lizard things or whatever the hell they are, you know? Yeah. And him just dancing around is so adorable. I was like, that was, that was a fantastic opening. Um, so yeah, it was stuff like that, like Groot and like, you know, um, what's his name? Drax and stuff and little things. Um, there was, I mean, even though I did find Drax funny, the things with, um, Mantis, Mantis, problematic character, Yeah, which I mean, yeah, in general, she's, she's a problematic character the way they portray her, but like, I don't know why they thought it would be funny for him to call her ugly so many times. Yeah, I know. You know? And then she's like, thank you. And I'm like, what and the I'm like, fuck what is the, happening? What is this? Yeah. Like, it's like one of those instances where you're like, yep, a dude wrote this movie. Um, <laughs> Especially because it's but, such a disservice to Mantis, the character, who is a incredible character in the comics. But again, whatever. The, the only other thing, like if I'm just thinking of things that during while watching the movie, I kind of picked out and was like, well, um, was Gamora and her sister. Nebula. Yeah. I don't know. Because they, they really built that up for a, for mo- most of the movie of like she's gonna kill her and like she's bad and their rivalry and all that kind of stuff and I just hate scenes when it's like they finally get the chance to kill them and then they're like I can't and I get the sisterhood and I'm I'm happy with the way that it turned out and yeah. how she was like I just needed a sister like that's there's good stuff there but yeah. I'm just Bailey's a, like kill her bitch well I'm just like annoyed <laughs> by the trope of like I hate yeah. you I hate you I hate you and because you can't. and like, you fuck totally off. see it coming right? yeah so you're like well of course so it's just a little annoying yeah i didn't really like nebula either i felt like she was kind of a largely annoying character and her delivery and things irritated me not a great year for karen gillen so far no i mean the this is the james gunn problem for me personally when whenever he writes female characters where he's put them in interesting situation in interesting dynamics where they're not you know after they're not both after quail you know they're not doing stupid things that we've accepted as not things that real women do but instead puts them in this incredible situation of their sisters but they fought their whole life but they're kind of looked out for each other kind of not but anytime they open their mouth they're just yelling and they're just grunting and they're just uh, they're both supposed to be super incredible assassins that you know know their training are incredible capable incredibly capable and 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 i don't know except for the the moment where gamora picks up the huge machine gun and just shoots at her and then goes on to save her i don't know yeah i know which is like what the fuck that moment as well i was like then why did you do that (laughs) like what's your problem yeah Yeah. it was just a little it's a it's a bit bad Uh, and also again you you mentioned the mantis thing the problematic of yes we're in space but we're enforcing the stereotype of asian women just going like being docile and not understanding emotions and also a man telling them you're ugly shut up yes thank you for telling me this uh so 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was I was a bit disappointed, but there's obviously some very good elements. Rocket is still pretty spot on. Yondu yeah. still spot on. Yondu was great. Yeah, yeah. Their whole that. narrative, of and I mean that again, like super predictable, but like still great. Like yeah. I like again in a moment, I'm not looking at the plot there. I'm just like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a bit different not to make it to okay i don't really care like Mm -hmm. exploring that character who pushes people away and Mm -hmm. they don't really they want them to be involved in in their lives but they don't really know how to handle with that um i will say i was surprised at the callback of the guardians 3000 which is the sylvester stallone uh him again this is a super nerdy thing nobody in the world knows this but the the final scene when yondu with yondu's uh, funeral and uh, the fireworks and everything and then the post-credit scene with Sly Stallone and the other people who are like, oh yeah, we should wreck shit up again. Those were the the original or like a different dimension Guardians of the Galaxy. So it felt just weird, like a little too much jacking yourself off. Of, oh, it's like, the Guardians 3000. There was Nobody like a cares. million post credit scenes and I was like, one is good. Yeah. One's great, not five. Yeah. I also did not stay, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, cannot, it didn't can, matter. I cannot contribute. You just yeah. missed David Hasselhoff uh, saying we are Groot. But oh, that's lame. No, come I on. I do not care. <laughs> Only Groot should say we are Groot. Uh, Vin Diesel, by the way, was was still the voice of of Groot, even though he was. Oh, and yeah, Teenage Groot. Groot was one of the. Teenage Groot was good. Was one of the, Groot? Yeah, one of the um. Post credit scene. Thank you. Um, was just like a scene of Groot, like in a in a really messy room, and Chris Pratt telling him to like clean his shit up, and he was a teenage Groot. So okay, I'm like, oh my no, god, I'm upset. I missed. Yeah, that. but it's, it's funny because Chris Pratt goes like, "You need to clean your room. You're 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 a mess," and he just goes, "I'm Groot," while playing some <laughs> video game or something. Like I'm not boring. <laughs> I love the scene where they tell him to go get something. I don't know what they he's supposed and he to kept yeah. getting he everything. He's getting else. Every, all yeah. the wrong things. He's so cute. Yeah, it's the best. It was it was terrific the way that they used them after the after the fear of is this going to be annoying or what happened, but it worked yeah. out pretty well in the end. Oh, quick note, Kirk cameo from uh yeah i was like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> I was from like, gilmore I've girls never seen him in anything else no and I then know. to be in like guardians of the galaxy yeah. it was like Whoa. the one guy that ended up supporting yondu and oh, like helped him that's sean gunn's uh the director's brother or something oh, oh my god oh, that's so no funny way. he He's... also plays rocket like the not the voice the, the voice is bradley cooper but in the set he plays rocket like Weird. he's in the green suit doing the thing i've only ever seen him in in gilmore girls it's mm. just kind of like a goofy yeah. side character that shows up once in a while and so i was like what are you doing here oh, but I didn't we even put it two and two together that they had the same last name that makes sense hmm. I mean, such know. an obscure. Yeah, it was like, yeah. And Gunn didn't become a major name until Guardian, so oh. it's not it's not a big deal. But yeah, he's he plays uh, Rocket as the as the in the set, but Bradley Cooper still does the voice and everything. Bradley Cooper's just too busy to get in that. Of suit. course, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Bradley Cooper, <laughs> mega movie star who will not give you the time of his day. Um, but yeah, it was it was you know it's still entertaining. I watched it with my brother and his uh, girlfriend, and they were both okay with it. No one was like that was too bad. Moving on. Now, Tanya, you watched a movie that we all saw a trailer for called Everything, Everything. It's like a novel, right? Like a, like it, a young it's adult a young novel? Is it Nicholas Sparks? It is not. It's oh, a okay. woman. Alrighty. A woman of color, I believe. Nice. Well, that's a nice change. Yeah. So it, what's up with this What's up with this movie? It, it, the easiest comparison to make, even though it sounds super bad, is to compare it to... Did you guys ever see one of the first movies Jake Gyllenhaal made? Like Bubble Boy? Mm, no. Is is oh, 
What is it, it about? <laughs> it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. He um, is allergic to everything. Oh, so I he has this. to stay in this like um, sealed like uh bubble room and then he's like he falls in love with this woman of course and then he's like i gotta go out and see the world so it's like the same so thing. he builds himself a bubble like less ridiculous okay. it's, it's way less ridiculous because that's more of a comedy whereas this oh, is I more see. of like a teenage like romance drama type thing but it's the same in that she is allergic to everything and she is um confined in her house her mom's a doctor so she's like made um the home you know uh hypoallergenic or whatever yeah because i i forgot what the name of the thing is called but she's allergic to everything can't go outside because like a common cold could kill her kind Mm -hmm. of thing um so and then of course the super cute like skater boy moves next door (laughs) and then they touch hands through the window yeah and and his room is just you know coincidentally right across from her room so she looks out the window and he likes like well, writes his phone number and then they start texting and then you know there's and then eventually they like meet man and it's movies like this that really fucked up my expectations <laughs> for any time a boy moved in nearby me as a teenager right? as a young teen or preteen and you're like what do you mean your window's not right across from my window or like why don't or you why don't you immediately look at love me, me and yeah <laughs> why don't you just look at me and know that like i'm the one for you yeah like, seriously when we cross paths <laughs> outside how do you, that how does that glance not just immediately set us for into a track of romance that's how it works exactly and in this movie it's hilarious too because like she keeps being like well we can't be together because you know i'm in here and i can't you know you can't have a life with me and you know you'll find someone else and he keeps being like no and i'm like dude any 16 year old boy that knew there was no chance at getting it in the nearby future (laughs) would be like bye (laughs) so yeah okay i'm kind of shitting on it right now because it's fun to joke about but you know what? It wasn't terrible. There was like, it's very beautifully shot was the first thing that struck me. Like the cinematography in this movie is beautiful and it's done by like, I think an up and coming um, young like female uh, woman of color, which is exciting because they don't usually give like these kind of studio movies to, I don't think somebody up and coming or let alone like a woman. And yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm not the target demographic anymore for it. Because it's like very teen. Yeah. And and there's a lot of things that I can like call bullshit on, obviously. Yeah. But also <laughs> in this day of like Snapchat, I was actually, I was listening to this other podcast and they were talking about it and they were like, how unrealistic is it that like at no point did he ask her to like, not ask her to like flash him through the window. Yeah, for real. Like, or like send him. Like, like a, maybe you can't come outside, but you can snap. send me some nudes. I know. And it was so funny because <laughs> watching it, I hate that that was like one of my thoughts. I'm like there's and he wouldn't he would have asked but yeah but um no it's it's really sweet and like it, the twist is kind of you can see it coming you know spoiler alert she's not actually sick and her mom yeah, was just kind of lying well what what you find out early in the movie is that like her father and brother died in like a car accident so her mom's kind of like you're all I have so she makes up this like right thing and like it <laughs> literally like it, which is preposterous because it ruins her daughter's life and one thing I did like though um it ends in such a way that she doesn't just automatically like forgive her mother yeah that's she good. finds it out because you know how movies sometimes it's so neat and tidy like somebody will do something horrible but she'll be like but it's my family yeah and it's and like it's no like, fuck that you would need some time to get over the fact that your mom stole 18 years of your life mm-hmm. you know um but yeah uh, but on the plus side like they're super cute they do have chemistry i think it's adorable and it's really nice to see like uh you know 
you take for granted kind of like the the realm of like young adult novel or movie or like even like a romantic comedy or something or romantic drama it's always so often the same players like it's two white beautiful people Mm -hmm. and i think what i like most about this the film was kind of that it's setting it up now for you know a different era of what like a young adult film can be um because it's somebody of color and it's like an interracial couple and you don't see that a lot and i was just like it's i feel like it's opening the door for more of that but also like you know i would love to see like a queer film like this one day where it's just too adorable like a mainstream of the same sex yeah Yeah. that happen to fall in love and it's not like overtly sexualized that doesn't like just have to come out at a queer film festival and they never get seen like what was the movie that we saw last year at vith no at the at the other music or jesus at the other film festival the canadian one yeah the one with um the girl who's in um oh you're you know First what girl i'm saying I loved. thank you yeah like, that was a such a good movie mm-hmm. and it should have got more play like it should have sure. been a mainstream movie it was fantastic it wasn't overtly sexual it was like you know that was really great that was actually yeah. like in if i mean we're not comparing the two but if we were that's way more realistic to how totally. two people would fall in love regardless of their gender like i, I felt like that was you know without some like over uh like you know uh exaggerated disease in play or whatever and it even had two like somewhat known leads like people who i recognized mm-hmm. whereas this movie i'm like i don't know who these actors are and yet it's like mainstream play. Whereas yeah. this love story about two women who you've seen in other stuff gets like small film festival. The the girl, Amanda Steinberg um, or Stenberg or something is like she was in like Lemonade, like the short films. And she's oh, a really? super big like activist for mm. her age. Like she's like an out like bisexual and like is really um, vocal about like uh, black rights and queer rights. Um, so it was cool to see her in a movie because I think the last thing that I've seen her in, like I think she was in the hunger games where she played rue oh my rue. god Whoa. i yeah. do remember and that. now she's like all grown up want to feel old <laughs> <laughs> fuck i know i'm like oh my god um interesting and, and i also think the guy's been in a couple things like he was in this good indie movie called the kings of summer that i don't know if you guys ever saw i've it's, seen it that it's on netflix yeah and it's like a bunch of dudes jumping into water is the picture yes yeah, yeah but it's a pretty good film so yeah they're both i i would say pretty good actors and i'm excited to see where it goes from here but more than anything i'm excited about what this movie like signifies for hopefully the future of studio films geared towards you know young adults cool it's maybe a weird question but what draws them to one another besides we're teenagers and we live next to each other Um, like what is what is it about her and what is it about him that respectively they're like oh i like you for this I think it's literally like they're just circumstance. You're pretty you're, 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 you're close. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. and they do throw in a bit of like uh, difficulty on his side. Like he has like his dad is um like abusive to the mother. Mm. So I think he's like looking for an outlet away from his house. And she's looking for an outlet obviously to get out of her house. Um so and then they kind of she does get out of the house and they end up going to like Hawaii and having this. Which, which by is the way, another the, the trailer 
just gives everything away. Yeah, for oh, sure. I could have guessed does. all of this from the trailer. It definitely does. But like uh, the other super unrealistic thing, she's been in the, her house for like 18 years. And then all of a sudden she like signs up for this like credit card, buys these tickets to Hawaii, surprisingly has a passport and knows where it is and gets on fuck? this plane. <laughs> yeah. And, You'd be like, what's a plane? Exactly. Like, and yeah. goes away for like this week long adventure with her teenage boyfriend. And Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But beautifully shot <laughs> all cool. the while. Interesting. I was curious because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, my God. But it's there's some stuff there that's interesting. Yeah, so. it's not, it wasn't a terrible watch. Like it's a it's a it's a cute time. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of a cute time. A cute time. Let's talk about a cease. I'm going to say it. Masterpiece on oh, Netflix. Wow. Jesus Christ. Master of I None. I have heard good things. Um, like it's great, yeah. Season okay. 1 is terrific, spectacular. Yeah. For sure you you should you should catch up on it if you if you if you like to. Season 2, I have uh I will come forward saying that I've watched up to episode 6, uh, half of it, which is the Thanksgiving episode. Already a great highlight of the show. I think in my opinion the best thing that this show has f- going for it that in season one, it took a little bit of time for it to realize, but season two has done a terrific job at it, is being a platform for stories to be told and not just Aziz being in your face all the time. Because personally, Aziz is take it or leave it in ro- different roles for me. But in this, he is just a guy. He's close to himself. I don't I don't think anything... Uh, some elements of the show might have some autobiographical parts of it. Certainly, yeah. But... To me, again, the, the the love I have for the show is the platform that it gives to other stories being told. And this is perfectly capitalized in the episode. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like fifth or fourth or something like that. Where instead of a story being about a love story or his dynamics and TV show that he's doing or his friends or whatnot. Instead, the show turns the camera away to people in New York. There's a, a doorman in, a, in this fancy building who has to interact with the people who live there. There is a couple that are um, um, can't speak. They're oh well, she's deaf. Yeah, yeah that's right. Sorry, yeah. she's deaf. Um, I don't know if he is or not. They don't really make that clear because he signs to yeah. her, but as you probably would if you were in a relationship with someone who's deaf. But like, it's that one is my favorite part of that because. Um, you're watching these scenes and then it like switches to somebody else. And when it switches to her, like everything goes silent and you, everything, hear, everything like, and you're like, Oh shit. Did I like sit on my volume? But like, no, like everything is silent during her whole, the scenes with her because she can't hear. Oh, wow. And it's like very, very good. And, That's and neat. the fact that, so it's like a woman of color who is deaf and the scene revolves largely around her and her boyfriend. And she, like, wants her boyfriend to, like, fuck her more. And it, so it's like you're putting a woman of color who is deaf in, like, a sexual situation. Like, you, to, don't like, you, like, don't like, that. you don't see that. You don't see that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you never have people in, like, in those conversations. Well, cause, cause they another, don't treat them like real people. Yeah, there's a big issue with people like when they're portraying disabled characters as if they're yeah. like not as if they don't have beings. sex yeah. yeah exactly yeah so that was my favorite part of that one yeah and to me that was a the their scene in the when they're because they get up at a point where they're buying thing gifts for her, for the brother for for somebody's birthday or somebody's wedding or something like that and they're talking about their situation and she just tells him like flat out like we need to have sex more you need to go down on me more but it's all in in hand uh, in sign 
and then there's subtitles I'm there's assuming. subtitles like, yeah. yeah of course and the funniest thing is that as i was thinking man how great it is that you don't have to be you can talk about anything uh in a public place in a public place and, and it will no, be fine yeah. this woman comes up to them and goes in hand sign can you please stop talking about your <laughs> vagina my kids are here and they're just learning that word and, and they then, know sign language and they know yeah. sign language and the kids are running around doing the sign for vagina <laughs> that's really great it's very very good so it's just not not complicit of moving forward any kind of already established male dominant or white male dominant storylines it's really refreshing the characters that make it back from the first season the dad the mom uh, his friends and they're his real dad and mom right yeah yeah i think yeah. so i yeah. keep hearing that the dad is like the sleeper hit of that show he's yeah. so, so funny, he's funny. Yeah. yeah he's really good the dad of his of of uh aziz's friend brian um it's also he also has a very funny dynamic where yes he's with two women and yeah and he's like what? this well his his friend brian um and his dad and he's like he's asian and he's just kind of this like quiet older asian man and brian's always like yeah my dad never talks to me about anything like he's just really quiet or whatever and they're out one day and he just casually brings up that like oh i'm that he's dating two women at the same time like he's like oh i've been seeing a woman and tells brian about it and brian's like oh dad that's cool like that's nice and then like what else is new and he's like i'm also seeing this other woman and you can't like pick between them it's so good (laughs) like this season of the show the side not even side but like the episodes that don't revolve solely around aziz and his romantic situation are the best ones in my opinion and that's for me that's a difference in the show because i loved season one all of it um i thought all of it was fantastic but that being said it was the first season right it was the first time i'm being put in the situation of his life so coming back for season two i was like all this side shit is great and fantastic but now going along the path of your love life like maybe just that journey isn't as fun for me but i i didn't really i don't like his love interest very much Mm. so i don't know if that kind of soils that for me i just don't find her very charismatic I like I don't know I just um she's not my fave Mm. so it was hard because it's a and the storyline is good like it's a situation of kind of unrequited love like it's a woman who has a very very long-term boyfriend and they become close friends the two of them and like clearly are interested in each other but she's like in this relationship does anything happen with them I don't want to spoil Brian's not there yet oh okay so but I'm assuming yes (laughs) but that's like the conflict of it is Mm. like is that they're interested in each other and she's in a relationship so the story of it I can totally get behind it's a great one and it's relatable I'm sure for a lot of people um I just as it reaches the end like you're not there yet at the point where I started rolling my eyes but as it neared the end I was just like kind of over it over that part of the story but that's my real that's my only complaint of the season that I didn't like as much. Does it not it also takes part largely in Italy, right? Takes place Um part- only the first couple. Oh, okay. Like the first one and a half. Why episodes. was that? Does he just like take off for a sabbatical or like what? He goes um cuz at the end of season 1 him and his girlfriend break up cuz she they're just like, you know, if I stay with you and we just get married then like we're not going to, you know, our lives are kind of going to be all the shit we're going to we wanted to do we're not going to get to do like. Mm-hmm. So they ended it and she went to Japan and he was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to go to Italy and like learn to make pasta cuz I fucking love pasta." And so you come back in season 2 with him there, but he's already been there for like a couple months. Okay. So naturally he comes back to New York after the first couple episodes, okay. but yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't disagree more with you about his so far. Yeah. 
so far again so with the far, caveat that at your point i was still into it it's is as it gets to the end that i was like was this a chick not. that was in the first season or do no. they just introduce her and then okay it's a new love interest okay yeah yeah i i i really enjoyed the little bit of from the beginning their friendly interactions and because she she lives in the house that hosts him uh, as he's while he's in italy and that's how they become friends and their dynamic is just very very easy she comes to visit new york one time and they're at this dinner party put forward by the mega superstar bobby cannavale who just shows um, up in the show really there's even a boardwalk uh no sopranos uh Reference. Um, reference which is funny was he ever on the sopranos no but i mean like him just being hbo and doing it it's yeah, does I'm, he play I, himself no. no oh i'm so confused okay never he's mind. playing like a like a host he's playing like the guy fieri of of uh of the he? food he's like network. a food network celebrity. he's like a host but I also like an executive Bobby yeah i just think he's great he's everything. really good he brings a lot of great energy into the show because I'm at a point where we just got to this this idea where Aziz is not very happy with his role in the network and doesn't really want to commit to a seven-year contract uh, hosting the Cupcake competition show. And instead pitches to Bobby Cannavale, let's do a road trip show. You and I have something going. We're, 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 you know, we have this dynamic. Let's just go out there. And he, he says, like, and we'll call him B... B uh, Sorry, what is it? Uh, BFF? BFF. Mm-hmm. Best food friends. And Bobby Cannavale just stands up in his office and goes, Best food friends. Best food friends? Like five more times, best food friends, and walking around the office. And Aziz is just looking. Best food friends. I fucking love it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's on another level right now. He's shy. I, I cannot wait for Mr. Robot, even though I still need to catch up. Mm. Um, yeah, he's great. But yeah, I, I, I love it. Uh, there's a moment and and to me, this is the relatable aspect of oh, this is such a, you know, uh, this is I don't have a lot of life experience, but sometimes shows will go will do something and I will really connect with it. And there's a scene after he had a, the dinner party with with uh, with her with his friend who's from Italy, uh, Francesca drops her off at the, at the house. They kind of it's awkward. It's just a little bit of uh okay i'll see you later uh you know whatever but they're both know there's something more going on there the she leaves and the camera stays on as he's not a, like a full zoom in but in the back of the car as they for go a long time for a long time and this like is way what, more than you would feel comfortable like you start to feel uncomfortable with him and i was just right there in that moment Sorry, because so what's it it's it's him watching her go in no it's like it? she gets so this the camera's in the car okay on the back seat okay. she gets out of the car when they say bye the car is driving and he's in the back seat and he's just sitting in the back seat being like and it's just the car driving him back to his oh, to his okay. place just and for he's like, just, and he's like a long time like, yeah yeah and then she at one point she like texts him something cute and he, he looks at it and then he's like and he's Fuck. like i'm fucked yeah, yeah. Well, that's I could see how that's a good moment. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I'm starting to feel like I feel bad for like not like as it gets to the end for not enjoying that storyline. But I don't know if it's just because I'm like I'm on his team. Like I am rooting for Aziz. And I don't know if it's just that like I'm pissed at you her. You feel like she's jerking him around. Yeah. Or? Like I don't know yeah. if that's part of it that I'm just like yeah, girl that's come always, on. That's always a shitty thing to watch. It's like yeah. make up your mind. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. fuck off. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see how you feel by the end of it. Yeah, I will for sure keep keep watching, and I would recommend anyone. Like the two seasons are terrific television, in in my opinion. 
he has said that um he we don't know if there's going to be another season mm. because he's like i don't really have anything else to say about like being single in new york so if we're going to keep going it'd have to be like that i like get married or have kids or something and yeah. you obviously kind of need to like live that experience to tell an authentic story so yeah. we'll see if there's another season coming from that but he feels like he has said all he can kind of say about he his, is he is single like right in, in in real life like is that what you mean i'm assuming like, or like i don't know i don't know or just like him. at least not in like a place to be like married like not married yeah soon. like yeah. single in terms of like dating and then not dating and yeah. then dating yeah. yeah so yeah the yeah. first dates episode is also a big highlight for anyone who's been on a lot of first dates that's a, for sure that's yeah. a terrific is one. that in the season or the yeah, yeah. Okay. in the new season yeah. i also heard that um i don't know if you guys are there yet so i don't know i've watched all of it okay um there's a apparently a really good scene with um his female friend who's a lesbian yeah the thanksgiving episode is like all about her which is what brian's on right now and is one of my it might be my favorite episode of the season but that's really hard to say because there's so many home runs yeah i heard like amazing things about that episode it's fantastic primarily from barry jenkins so i trust him (laughs) it's really good you should watch you should watch this season yeah you you don't even have to go back no it doesn't matter yeah because this was the thing we talked about it a little bit um on a previous podcast i tried to watch the pilot and felt kind of annoyed by Mm. it like or Mm. it just wasn't as or it wasn't as it didn't play out in the way that i expected like a comedy pilot to play out it's not as much of a comedy Um, it's really not but i felt i I felt like going in it was supposed to be so i think yeah because i had that expectation i was a little bit kind of like what what did i just watch which is strange though because i usually do like when things tend towards more dramatic yeah um i also think it might have been because there was a um the kids in that in the pilot played and a very like, big part and i was kids. like stop it <laughs> <laughs> um, but um no it's worth uh, another shot like if you don't want to start from the very beginning you can do season two having not seen season one it doesn't okay. matter yeah because um, i have i've i've heard just amazing things it's all very good i will say though if kids annoyed you in the first season there's a kid in the first episode of the second season but he's but like terrific what does he do yeah it depends what they do i think it was just because those kids were like very whiny and off the wall and i was like oh my god this is like my worst fear (laughs) which is the point of the episode because you're like do i want kids do i not want kids yeah i mean it 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 achieved its thing but it just kind of struck a chord with me i also live under like really loud kids so i think i now have a prejudice (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah now from uh from aziz's new york flat to outer space oh my god alien covenant Ridley Scott is back directing. Totally, uh, I didn't know where you were going for a second. I was like, outer space. And then I was like, oh, we're talking about <laughs> We aliens. already did Guardians. What are yeah, you talking about? I was about? like, where are you going? We all saw this, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Ridley Scott back in the director's chair for uh, following up uh, Prometheus, which, you know, take it or leave it. Love it. I love it, but a lot of people did it. Alien? No, uh, uh, Prometheus. Oh, okay, I never saw it. You never, well, yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't so either. let's before I even say anything, you guys have not seen Prometheus. No, but like I get that they're tied. Like I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the story. How much Alien, Aliens, Alien Three? None. Like nothing. I, know, I know nothing. En- I know enough to have gone to this movie. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I just know Sigourney Weaver is a fucking boss. She is for sure. That's all I know. <laughs> so coming in fresh to the movie, to this movie specifically, what do you think coming up? um it was good not enough aliens though like not enough of like because i was i was talking to a coworker about this today um and we're talking about how in previous movies the the death is 
a bit slower. Like it's like an alien kind of stalking these people on the ship for like two hours and killing them off one by one. And you get the time to actually get to know the characters a little bit enough that you give kind of a shit when they die. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I would have preferred in this one. It was very fast. And I'm okay with like the alien shit coming in quick because I'm like, let's not waste any time. Let's just, you know, give me the aliens. But it was so fast and then kind of was gone. Like, I don't know. It wasn't enough. Not enough alien stuff. A lot of Fassbender. A little too much. Yeah. Fassbender for me. Well, there was double the Fassbender. There was double fast, And he did so. a great job. I found... The, sorry. Are we, we might be trying to say the same thing. Yeah, I found the Fassbender on Fassbender sexual flute scene to be like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening yes. right now? Like, Just like I, yeah, like place your fingers here. Like, I understand. Like, I get the characters. I, I get it. I get why it works. A lot of it's good... But like you can't take it that seriously and and do that. Know, like I'm a couple like, times I'm like, am I supposed to laugh? Yeah, I know. I don't think I'm supposed like, to. Like, is it laugh. trying to be funny? Like, what the fuck? And he's very. The thing is, he's very good at. He's a good actor, and he's a very good at playing a droid. Yeah, for sure. You know, he very much has that person kind of like capability to play a droid. But I was like. The fact that there were two of them and the fact yeah. that they had this sexual tension, it just felt a bit much. I also thought that, um, forgive me, I forget her name, the the cap the female captain. Like the the lead woman in this in this movie. Uh, it was Catherine Waterston, but I can't remember That's her. okay. Daniels, she, I wanna say. Yeah. Something I like was under the impression that she would have a bigger role to play and I thought she was really underutilized. Like she had her little moments and it's all kind of tied to her because, you know, her husband like gets destroyed at the beginning and then Who the, is surprised James Franco? Yeah, like, like what? what? Like how much did he get paid for that <laughs> weird cameo? Yeah. Um yeah, like I like it's all that. tied to her, but she I felt was underutilized and there was so much fast bender. And I, th- I think there could have been, I, could, I think they could have leveled it out a little bit better. Here's the thing. It had this really like chock full um, uh, ensemble cast, but we didn't get to know hardly any of them. Like I didn't care when they died. I was yeah. just like, so oh, I didn't cool. give a Like fuck. it's bursting you know out of I his mean? back, like enjoying the violence of it and the effects of it, oh, but fuck. not caring about the person at all. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to be more of like a nail biter. Like, l- like you said, like it would have been like sto- like it would have been sweet if they were like stalking the the people but it just kind of yeah the the deaths and the kind of came out of nowhere and yeah you didn't get to know the characters enough to give a shit when they were dying in these really gruesome ways and it was just like fucking fast bender every second frame and that all being said I did really enjoy it. It sounds like I didn't. I'm just kind of picking I, out the stuff that I would change or that stuck out to me, but I I did enjoy it. I would give it a good on the overall i really didn't like it oh interesting. i really did not enjoy my movie experience oh, yeah no. i was just kind of like that was just a bunch of fucking violence with no fucking like the story was not good enough for me to give a fuck like i feel like if you're gonna have that much gore i mean like at least give me a good story it i don't like when t- i feel like they're relying just on the the sensationalism of how violent it is it's It's really related to prometheus from what i understand as well so that might be a a reason why maybe those of us feel like that there was that either that there was too much fassbender or that there wasn't enough of the other stuff is that it's so tied is that is a prequel i'm assuming the prometheus and alien covenant are both prequels to the alien franchises the franchise sorry in general um Ridley Scott is in a, is in combat with himself in this movie. 
Prometheus is what he wanted to do, arguably. People weren't very responsive about it because it asked so many intriguing questions, but never went on them all the way. But it still it left you with this incredible feeling of what's what's out there, what's what's life, what's death. Uh, it it really it really is an incredible movie. It's it's it then and then it tries to be a little bit of alien just to keep people around. This one is way more okay. Fine, I'll do Alien again, but let me do still a little bit of the stuff that I want to do. And I will say that thinking back on it a little bit more, obviously the Fassbender Fassbender scenes are awkward. But he um, Scott again really enjoys working with Fassbender, and Fassbender is just eating these scenes just incredibly as David and the the new the new bot. Um, I think it is a little playful, and it does it does go into. You know, we're not taking the source too seriously in here, but it seems that way. So it's a bit of a conflict again where he's trying to play with this large idea as this AI idea as this. They, what do they think of life? What are they to life? And how do they mess with life? And the role of David and my my owner is nothing, but they, he made me. So he created God, essentially. And now I play with life by creating aliens. And to them, I will be nothing, but doesn't really get it. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of that stuff that, we have seen before, arguably, and doesn't really excel in a major way. The effects of the alien are incredible. However, this is the too much for me thing where we get just a little bit too much of the alien that I'm like, okay, I need to still be scared of it. And mm, we're, we're yeah, seeing the whole point. body and it's banging its head on the on the window and, you know, just a little bit of that. But I still really enjoyed my time with it. Catherine Waterston was obviously no Ripley, but no one no one has been Ripley for years mm. uh she does she does what she can with the role uh not a large expansive role Billy Crudup to me is the most interesting their dynamic is the most interesting one in the fact that she is the one to f- the first one to lose someone and being be slapped on the face and say pull it together we got a mission to do and the moment the thing changes on him and asks him the same thing, pull it together, we got a mission to do, he breaks down and mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do, goes and sees the egg straight in the face and gets eaten by yeah, the I alien. Yeah, I'm like, what a fucking dumbass. I didn't even care he's when like, he died. I was like, here. bye. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah his role was, was, a, was a little bit in, in that sense, but... What was your guys' favorite death? Mm. It was the least meaningful one to me, but if I I I had a good laugh at the sex scene. I loved the shower death. Yeah, I loved the shower death. Just because I can picture the alien going like, "What are you doing?" Oh wait! As soon as they were like, "They're downstairs," I'm like, "Uh." "Very conventional like (laughs) horror movie thing to do." As soon as anyone gets naked, they're fucking dead. Exactly. I loved that like tie in to the old like slasher films. It's just like if you fuck, you get killed. You know. (laughs) I also did like in the moment it frustrated me that um, she didn't recognize that it wasn't the same Fassbender coming back. Yeah, that twist. I was like, of course. Like obvious. Like in the moment, it frustrated me, but understanding that it's going from there into something else like I can appreciate it in the moment when she realizes that it's not him and he goes in and he puts the little he takes out the human one and puts in the alien one or whatever of the little fetus and like like there's such a moment of like dread that you feel and you're just like oh no and and I I enjoyed that like while feeling like come on girl you gotta know this isn't the same guy like you're smarter than this but 
I can still appreciate the the creepiness of the ending of that. Of you know, the theory is that uh, because it's it's still everything's still the same. Just the voice is just, but he's still. I I I, I was wrestling with myself of is he is he, is he not as he is. Um, oh, I thought that like you would know that it's that it is considering that it's like a prequel movie. Like I didn't know if it connected to anything. No, David doesn't know. connect at all with uh, oh, okay. the alien movies. Well, not it, yet. Obviously, it felt well. It felt obvious anyway to me that it was not the same dude. It yeah. felt obvious as the movie was first going, like in the in the, in the moment. But later on, I I kept thinking like, no, maybe it is. I, I don't know. I was just having the the flip of the coin in my head. But the 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 rumor or the 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 theory is that when when David is fighting the other guy, I can't remember his name, the bot, he gets like he gets virus into into the other bot, so that's why his body's still the same. But no, I feel like because didn't he he grabbed um like a knife, and I thought he probably cut his own hand to off look the same. Yeah, that's, that was my thought. Like um, killed like killed the good bot, and then like yeah, well again, fucked his own arm up. I I thought I thought that too. I'm just relaying the info oh, okay. from the internet's again. Yeah. I don't know why I do this to myself, but check on the Reddits. Uh, This Alien Covenant is, uh, I don't want to say 30 or 50 years before Alien Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So we're getting close and Ridley has said that there's one more of of this that will lead into Alien and then the head scratch. What do we do? Do we reboot Alien? Do we go again? Do we, what do we do now? Um, also, Ridley Scott is very old. Like he is old. <laughs> he's also he old. Uh, like I love the man, but he's on the verge of of he's on Stan Lee levels of old. So the <laughs> fact that he has said that he wants to keep doing, like, he wants to do like five more of these movies, I just you know I don't know, man. Maybe give it to Denis Villeneuve <laughs> after uh, uh, Blade Runner. Maybe he's just he's just immortal. You know what I mean? Maybe he can freeze himself in one of those things and send himself <laughs> out into space. We don't fucking know what that kind of money can buy. <laughs> yeah. Again, Alien was his thing. If you, Tanya, I would specifically say, if you wanted more of the dread, more of the build the characters, and then, oh my God, things come down, Alien, the first one, for sure. Yeah, because I feel like I saw this with my family, and like my, my brother and my mom are big fans of the, the original Alien, and uh, I think they kind of influenced my opinion on it because they were like, oh, it's so good. You know, it's this, this dread and this like suspense and it builds and it builds. And I'm just like, this was totally not what this was. It was a different, it was a different, yeah. because again, the movie is wrestling with itself where it wants, it wants to do that again to bring in more audience and bring in more tickets and bring more people. But it also wants to be Prometheus too. So mm. it, it it's hard. It's a hard thing to see. I, I, I would recommend going back and watching the first Alien. Aliens, you can skip, which is the second one, because that's more action and more character, mm-hmm. just enjoyment of the characters interacting with one another, Ripley being a badass. Uh, Alien 3, you can totally skip. And Prometheus, I would say, is worth it at least one time to give it a shot. There's a, there's an incredible... If there's some, if you get dread or dramatic moment from the alien in, in Covenant, there's an incredible, like, heart-bursting scene. Not not literally, I mean, like, your well, heart... Well, that happens, too, in some, I was gonna but, say, yeah. I was like... My own heart, like, I'm watching it and I'm shaking in, in, in the... in the in my seat. And I did shake a little bit at, at Covenant, but mostly at the tie-ins with Prometheus when they talk about, uh, um, uh, Rapachi's character from Prometheus, because she was in, in it. I thought that was her in the picture. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. looks like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was her in, in, in the previous one. But, yeah, uh, I would recommend it still, Covenant, but 
obviously the Alien franchise is in this very, very weird space. There was supposed to be a movie from uh, Neil Blomkamp, but that kind of got pushed away. It's a weird time for Alien. Let's end it with Handmaid's Tale. Finally, we bring you our thoughts from the uh, Hulu original. <laughs> or a partial thoughts. Partial thoughts because Bravo, uh, we suck and Tanya watched all of it like a champ and we did not follow <laughs> Which suit. Which was totally not what I expected because you I guys know, kept sorry. being like, oh, are you guys going to be done by it? Uh, done Handmaidens by the time we record? You guys I feel like my done? plan was just to like sit and like binge the rest of it like the day before we recorded or yeah. something and then I just and didn't, then it didn't it. happen. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually surprised um, because... It took me a while to sit down to it because I had, you know what? I actually realized, um, you know how you ended up telling me that there was like a back-to-back premiere? Yeah. I realized that the episode that I was watching when it aired on my TV when we had Free Bravo was the second episode. Oh, shit. So I when I went back to sit down, I was like, okay, well in my mind i had watched the first episode but i didn't watch it well that actually so makes was... sense because you referenced the birthing scene and i remember afterwards thinking that's for sure episode two yeah so i was like but again like i i uh, my roommate was in the room so i just i wasn't focusing and it's definitely the type of show that you want to pay attention pay attention and digest like you know on your own so i was like okay i'll go back and rewatch the first episode and i start the first episode and i was like this is not what i remember <laughs> so yeah so it was a little weird because i kind of spoiled it in a a little bit but yeah but yeah now having watched i've watched all six or seven that have aired i think i watched the one that aired on wednesday Mm -hmm. um the show is the show is hard to watch i agree and honestly i feel like subconsciously part of the reason i did not watch all of it in time for this recording is because i would sit down after work or whatever and be like okay it's nighttime there's time to watch something before i go to bed and it's not and the then first I would thing be like, you think to watch i don't feel like being depressed every fucking night before watch. i go to bed yeah, yeah like yeah. that was ex- i it's interesting to hear you say that because i i wanted to hear your thoughts on it mm. as another woman yeah because immediately like i was like this is so rough i am so uncomfortable tough and then when you think about because there's instances in it where you're like wow this is this is so crazy could you imagine a future like this and then there's instances where you're like wow this is this is pretty spot on well yeah that's the thing of it for me is that they paint this um this universe for you that's supposed to be fictional right it's supposed to be outlandish and in this like you know post whatever world but every situation that is happening to women in this show happens in real life today somewhere somewhere in the world yeah and that has happened in the past absolutely like the whole you know the thing of even just down to the thing of the women um you know all the women in red that are bearing the do they have is there a name for them that i can't remember at this moment handmaids oh jesus christ (laughs) i was like dude it's in the title that's how tired i am that they can't you know like look men in the eyes and the way that they have to be around and kind of like quietly go around and just and like that's a thing like yeah and and if you even just think of their names they're like i think i don't know if you've gotten to the point where they explain their names i don't believe so okay it's it's not a big it's okay you can do it so so her name is offred right yeah so all all of them are of the, oh, the name of the fuck. commander yeah. that they're serving yeah which is kind of like you know marriage and like yeah. mr and mrs yeah, yeah, like yeah. two obviously a more you know literal yeah. degree but yeah there's certain stuff like that that when you find it out you're kind of like 
fuck it's not far off you know and even down to like the more harsh stuff as well like do you know like women you know carrying children against their will that they don't want to carry and give birth to and And just that have having that be their only value yeah and all of any violence that occurs against the women and and the moments where fuck one of the worst ones for me they're when they kind of flash back to when they're like training them or whatever and they're all like sitting in a circle and there's a girl who like has been raped or like sexually abused and all the girls around her they make them be like it's your fault it's your fault it's your fault that's fucking real shit that happens all every day whether it's out loud or in someone's mind she she ends up being a very sad character uh the one that they're shaming yeah yeah quite an you can quite an interesting one though yeah um which again i don't know how much i can say because yeah um yeah it's a it's a tough tough watch especially in the political climate right now in the world um that being said i think it's super well done i think i don't i don't have the 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 past kind of uh knowledge of elizabeth moss's acting that you guys do because you guys are always talk about how she was she's like amazing and should be in more things but like she can carry a show yeah she, she's very strong like i'm usually not a huge fan of narration or like internal dialogue because mm-hmm. it just bogs me down but I'm super captivated by hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also really excited to see Alexis Bledel in a role that is not Gilmore Girls. Because I feel like she's so associated to that. How did you find her? Because I'm only two episodes in. So see, there's a there's a big thing that I want to talk that I want to talk about this. There's this and another plot point that I can't. Talk I promise about. I'll watch the rest of it. But um, yeah, she's at first. I was kind of like she seems a little stiff but I mean that's also kind of they all have to yeah. be that way but as it goes on um I I really enjoy her character it's 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 kind of up in the air where her character goes now but mm-hmm. like something very terrible happens to her character yeah <laughs> um, I can infer that yeah but um, I I I enjoy her character I like seeing her in something different and something so fucking such a departure um from rory gilmore um i also like uh oh gosh have you guys met nick like uh like as the character the the driver yeah he doesn't okay yeah he's also an interesting character <laughs> Fuck, i can't talk I'm about sorry. this show because well, you guys are not okay before we go to like what brian thinks about it um the only other thing the one thing i want to bring up that i didn't like the only thing that pissed me off was that, um, forgive me once again, I don't remember her name, but the woman who was in Orange is the New Black as Poussey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. She, I was so stoked to see her in something else because I really liked her. Um, she's in the first episode and then by episode two, she's dead. So you know what? But is she? Yeah, I know. Like, that's the thing that I was like, okay, maybe she's not actually dead. They bring her back. But immediately I was like, cool, only woman of color starring in the show. And she's dead in episode two. I agree. I, w- I was initially bummed where when when you find that out, apparently. I, I'm I'm not 100% sold, though, that she might be. That she that I, she, I could see her being alive. And she's also had a couple really good scenes in the coming episodes because there's flashbacks. Oh, uh, yeah. So okay. you see more of, like... Um, 
like right as this like uh, regime was kicking off and then also when they were like in training together yeah. and stuff so you do get more of her I could see it where it's like she's not actually dead like she escaped or some something yeah. uh, some other like I thought of that but I was just my gut reaction was like oh, come on like every movie yeah I will say my one critique is that I I really don't like the husband there's this one part where um, they, it's a flashback and it's I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, but um, they're, I guess, um, kind of on a date. And he says something about her and uh, Pusey's character's friendship. Mm-hmm. That's like such a pig headed man thing to say. And I'm just like, what are you in love with exactly? <laughs> so, yeah. And he just kind of continues to be, I don't know, just underwhelming. Like, I wish yeah. I liked who she was with more so I could feel more bad for her that she's missing him. Yeah. You know? And the last episode that aired, episode seven, is largely surrounds him. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't care. It was mm. like the worst episode so far because I'm like, I don't care about you. Interesting. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, it definitely, you have to be in a mood to watch it. Like it's yeah. not a, like an, like it's not the type of show that it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. Yay. There's a new episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. Do I have the, you know, do I need to be able to like have the will to get out of the bed in the morning? <laughs> yes. And if the answer is yes, then I probably shouldn't that watch this. That is a this. good part. Yeah. It was a tough night because I like binged watched it. And then yeah. I was just like, I'm fucking And then you just sad. like sat with your feelings. Exactly. And wished you could hide. Brian, yeah. what do you think of the show so far? <laughs> well, I don't think there's much to be said about Elizabeth Moss, who's terrific, beautiful, perfect. Do anything you want in your life. Just one Pam Dio I can't. Uh, I will oh, yeah. sh- I will put the spotlight on uh, Ivan Strahovski. Oh my god, I totally skipped that. And Joseph was, Joseph was... Fines, who are the the husband wife who are hosting mm. Offred. Um, yes, they are. Yes, 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 terrific as the villains who are in this situation where essentially they are hosting her to to prepare her to to Yvonne, have their kids. Yvonne is oh again I can't say much but brilliant like i can take or leave joseph vine's character because i feel largely like anyone could have played the type of role that he is playing but yeah you guys you guys are in for a treat i like his conviction (laughs) playing this this awful awful human being but yvonne is on another level because she's struggling with this dynamic of the world that she lives in the situation that she's in and seeing another woman being stuck in this in this position and also being like you're with my husband because i cannot have a kid and yeah and i think the question you always ask yourself with her is like are you evil like how evil are you are you just acting kind of are you acting the way you are because this is a fucked up situation for you like a victim of circumstance right like this is how she needs to be right because she's you know she can't have children so she gets to be this you know what i yeah it feels like it what's might the be alternative like, for ex- her exactly too. right and go get die. murdered yeah and it's an easy character to like if you weren't looking more into it to just straight up hate but like y- you feel for her as well because like especially those scenes you know have you guys had one of the scenes yet where there's the, like the, the the what is it called the ceremony where they fuck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just like watching that and how that goes down and how like she's in the room and she's behind her and you just feel so fucking terrible yeah, for that's got to suck them, for everyone you know? involved. Yeah. For the women. Yeah. Yeah, terrific show. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it and obviously moving forward and 
seeing how it develops. I've uh, I saw there was a piece on the Ringer about how an episode had taken away from the book, like had gone the opposite way of a book. Or oh, had, interesting. Had this, and this is the interesting thing based on a novel by uh, Margaret Atwood, right? Yes. Yeah. That at one point is it's already renewed for a second season. Uh, how, how much are they going to stretch the, the book or how mm -hmm. much were they going to go on their own path? And it looks like they've, they've done a little bit of that, of, of going on their own. And, Interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Adwiz is, is somewhat related to the show as well. So I think, obviously, you know, that's that's the perfect scenario, right? When sh you have the, the person involved, the writer, who can provide you cliff notes and who provide you let's go this way let's go that and, way like context for the universe yeah for yeah. sure what's interesting is i did hear that apparently in the book there's no people of color mm. because in the book they had written it in as if like like they would have all been killed yeah they had all yeah. been extinct but i think the creators had had thought that that would be unrealistic to a certain degree to not have that perspective of people of color because the, the, if we're talking about how you know these women like the, this they're only because used to if there was women who were able to bear children yeah they would probably still be used even if they yeah. were women of color because they don't give a fuck about these women they just want yeah. them to be able to have kids so i don't think they're gonna you know it seems as though in this universe that uh reproduction is a bigger deal in yeah. itself than race like they don't care what the baby is background is it's just reproducing is the thing because all these women are sterile yeah right yeah because you, there's queer women that are yeah. being used yeah as well and in the book it was yeah so they thought it was an interesting choice because in the book there are queer women just not women of color yeah so they they changed that bit which is which is nice to see that's um, that's good for sure because it allows them to have good actors such as uh her name is Samira Wiley, Wiley for yeah. who, who's uh, pussying on, on Orange is the New Black. It was mm -hmm. a highlight of that show. Until her death. Yeah, they fucked up. <laughs> 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 well, the highlight from the, uh, the all the oranges that I've seen, which yeah. is up to season three or whatever. But, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Remember to go to newsfriends.net to get all your Newsfriends content, the Newsfriends political pod, where Edric, Michael, and I talk about all the happenings in the political landscape, in both in Canada and in the world. A lot of the U.S. stuff. Also some U.K. stuff. There's an election coming up. Anything but Canada, huh? Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really... We talked about the Green Party, though, but that, I, I added my two cents into something that I probably sounded like a dumbass, uh, like most days. You can remember to find also the News Friends pod, which is Michael and his friends talking about the news. Sometimes he has super straight, real, uh, like, highlight journalists, like, great journalists from the city of Vancouver, and... And yeah, there it's a it's a fun it's a fun hang. He just had Godfrey on last last week. Godfrey, who he was is a real now journalist at indeed. the Black Press, uh, BC. Uh, I can't remember the paper name, but he's a, he changed in Penticton, right? Yeah, whatever that paper is. Sorry, Godfrey. The Penticton uh, paper from Black Press. He joined the Black Press family with uh, Kelvin and and James. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he gets the Black Press discount, whatever that entails too. Uh, remember, the News Friends has a Patreon where you can support Michael and his endeavor to make quality content, videos, podcasts, anything. Think about it and he'll make it. He just needs some change, please. Tanya, you are the web person for the Western Investor. What's happening at Western Investor and what can people find you on Twitter? Um, You know, just all the commercial real estate happenings. Um, <laughs> the huge. The, the huge. <laughs> I mean, it's a new month soon, so we'll have a new issue. Nice. Keep um, an eye on that. Yeah, and I'm at TR Camiso. Cool. 
Bailey, what's going on at CKNW where people can hear you on the radio? A lot's going on all the time. So that's <laughs> a very broad question. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at B Nicholson CKNW. And yeah, you can hear me on the radio four or five days out of the week, any week. So roll a dice and pick a time and I might be on. It's likely. <laughs> he may not be here, but he is in my heart. Jane Smith is the editor for the North Delta Reporter, where you can find all your news about the North Delta community. James, what's new in North Delta? Oh, you know, just the same. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't know, guys. There's nothing happening there. That's my, that's the worst James I've ever done I was done like, in my that life. sounds nothing. You like also James. didn't even say keeping anything tight. Yeah, which was a big mistake. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go back on that. It's too, it's too late. My shame is too big. Uh, James is on Twitter at James W Smith, and the North Delta Reporter has a Facebook page, has an Instagram page, all the stuff out there. You can find me on Twitter at MCG Brian. I am the life science and cannabis reporter for Investing News Network. Which is still hilarious to me. <laughs> 420 smoke weed every day. <laughs> uh, well, he can look at it from the outside. You know what I mean? He's I not do. like I know, I know, but it's you know, it's an it's interesting to have a cannabis reporter so you can that is truly objective. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I do not give a shit about any of these companies. <laughs> come come to me with your sales pitch. I do not care. So we can't count on you like taking a free sample and oh, like sure ruining not. your journalism ethics. Sure. And, yeah. For sure not. Um we had a busy week last week. We had some uh, interesting uh investor content. We also talked a little bit about the Trump healthcare bill which got a CBO score, which means that uh Republicans are fucked. Not really, cuz <laughs> life works that way. Uh, remember to check out News Friends everywhere on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook for for Tanya, for Bailey, for James, wherever you may be. I'm your host, Brian McGovern, with Fiction Faction. We're out.